Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of the podcast is to share topics and guests that will empower you to grow as a confident leader and take you and your business to that next level. I'm excited today to have my guest, Swire Ho, and let me tell you about him. He is born and raised in Hong Kong. He immigrated to Los Angeles in 1996. He is a proud Chinese American who speaks Cantonese, Mandarin, and English, which are all hard languages. <laughs> he trained as a sound engineer working at a recording studio and entertainment agencies before starting his own firm, Hellman Production Inc. in 2003 in Los Angeles, California. Swire and his team successfully produced attractive, personalized DVD and CD cases and custom merchandise like t-shirts, earning a score record, I'm sorry, score award in 20 or 2009 for small business success. Congratulations. His business eventually grew so popular, he decided to sell Hellman production in 2013 to focus exclusively on the promotional product industry. So our title of the episode today is, How Should I Network in Business, Both Personally and Virtually? So we had to learn both of those things in this past COVID two and a half years. Please join me in welcoming Squire Ho. Thank you so much for the warm welcome, Vicki. You are so very welcome. I'm excited about this. You know, in my days of working for uh, UPS, I had... Um, use promotional products quite often. And so I'm very familiar with um, how valuable they can be for building relationships, sustaining customer relationships. So that's a, a lot of our focus is gonna be today, but I always start out with the easy question. We're not gonna get into the meat of this. I said that you live in Los Angeles, but you know, whereabouts Los Angeles is crazy. Do you um, live in the craziness of the downtown or do you, are you in the outskirts of LA? We moved to the suburb. Like I'm in the eastmost uh, city in mm -hmm. um, small town named Claremont right now. Oh, so yeah. moving away from the city. Yeah, <laughs> you still have the beauty of the traffic, but you know the virtual world made your Los Angeles not so bad to live in. Just like in Atlanta, the traffic had dissipated for a while. It's all back now, but <laughs> for a while. What type of free resources are available for a small business owner? I think it's definitely more and if you find 
you know, the different platform that available right now, mm-hmm. certainly a lot more than what I started my first business in 2003, which you have to really go find them. But right now, if you have your computer, I would say almost 90% of the resources is there. So yeah. you can go on YouTube, you can go on LinkedIn, they can tune into your podcast, Vicky. So I think uh, starting a business right now, I would say it's somewhat easier to find mm-hmm. information than, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. And the competition makes the pricing, I guess, a little bit better as well than whenever it was first started. So how do you, how do we network in business effectively? I think it it changes a lot too. You know, for me, I'm still finding my groove. I'm back to some in-person meeting, but still not fully comfortable if I walk into a room of 200. (laughs) It's still for me, it's still, I I don't know, I'm I'm getting back to it. But before I I love those big meetings, you you got to do uh, a lot of introduction, you got to meet a lot of interesting people. But I think to answer that question, we have to first identify our goals for attending a networking meeting. You know, a lot of people, when they go to networking, they might go a few times and say, oh, it doesn't work for me. You know, I got, mm. I passed all my business card. I got a lot of business card. Didn't know what to do with that. Mm. Before you actually attend your first networking meeting, if you haven't been for a while, you know, you have to develop a game plan. Or if you're like me, you're kind of shy getting into a big group of people. Have your goals set up before you attend yeah. the meeting. So you know right. that these are the goals that I'm there for. And I will at least make those goals before I venture out to get more drinks or talk to friends that I know and things like that. Because if you're going to a business networking, you are going there for business. You know, you might have friends or people that you know there. It's good to mingle with them. But, mm-hmm. you know, don't forget that your goal over there is to do business. Yeah. It's really good to have that elevator pitch that, because a lot of times, you know, I know the networking meetings I go to, you don't have a lot of time to, to chit chat with there's a lot of people there, even if you go to a small group of maybe 20 or so, you don't have a lot of time to say what you have to say, or to be able to listen to what they are saying so that you can see how, how can I serve you? So great points you made. Should I join the Chamber of Commerce? It depends <laughs> of your business, and yeah. it depends on how much time that you have available to the Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. My, I myself belong to two different Chamber of Commerce. I belong to the LA Area Chamber, mm-hmm. which has five, 6,000 members, a lot of people. Yeah. And also belongs to my local chamber, uh, Claremont Chamber of Commerce, which is a smaller local type chamber. So different dynamic and different goals and objectives I, I have, you know, with the LA Chamber, mm-hmm. I get to meet really a lot from, you know, solopreneur all the way up to biggest mm-hmm. business in, in LA. But in, in, in Claremont, it's a small town feel. It seems like the business community know each other really well. Yeah. So depending on your personality and depending on your goal, I, I would say it's a, it depends answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it, it is if in the smaller situation, I could see how if you do make a good impression, it would be a better referral situation because I know I like, I trust you. Whereas if you're in that larger situation, it uh, takes maybe more times to meet with them to get that no like and trust situation. 
Yeah, I have different goals that I set for myself. For example, if you're in the trade business or if you're mm -hmm. in professional services, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not, by the way, uh, it will be easier, I think, in going to Claremont uh, Chamber because if I need a plumber or if I need a banker or a uh, you know, financial advisor, who do you know? Then the chamber, if they know you because it's a small group, there's only a handful of people that is available versus if you go to the LA chamber, there's a whole roller tax of yeah. financial planner, promotional part of company. So I think it, it's good and bad, but I think there are more potential bigger opportunity in a mm -hmm. bigger chamber. You know, my suggestion for everyone who is listening is not to get away from people whom don't have immediate needs for your service. Yeah. He or she might know other people that will mm -hmm. be a dream client of you. So even if you pass out a business card, that person have, would know, never buy your product and services. Do get to know that person, spend a little time with them. And then you can ask that question, you know, these, and let them know who you'd like to be contacted. Do you happen mm -hmm. to know those people? Would you mind to make those introductions for me? Yeah. You'd be surprised if just asking those simple questions could lead you to other opportunities within the chamber. Very true, very true. So how do I find and connect with my target audience? First, we have to identify who our target audience are. And you know, going back to networking too, <clears throat> a lot of times when, I, I like to ask this question, I'm an ambassador for the chamber on mm -hmm. both. So I meet with a lot of people and when I see a new member, I'll ask them, so who is a good referral for you? Uh, yeah, if I know right. that person in the chamber, I'll actually bring you to that person and connect with them and they will answer everyone. Mm -hmm. Then I, I kind of stop there. Like everyone I'm, I'm looking around, that's everyone here. So who do you <laughs> want to talk to? So I think in networking, in your marketing effort, you actually would like to identify your target audience. Yes, some of, some of you may say, oh, then I may missed out. You know, I own a restaurant. I am a CPA. I could really help everyone. Everyone needs the taxes to be done, right? Sadly, yes. <laughs> I, would, I would suggest think about certain client that you know that you can connect with better. It could be a personality thing. Maybe you work well and better with certain personality, maybe mm -hmm. the type of industry that they're in, maybe is the type of problems that they have, because mm -hmm. you know you could land your dream client if you can solve all their problems, right? Mm -hmm. If you can solve your client's problem, then you don't have the business. You know, think about mm -hmm. what kind of people or company size you could you know help the most, and then focus on those people first. Mm -hmm. If you later on develop a broaden. Um, <clears throat> offering, then mm -hmm. you can target other target market too. But to start, I would say really pick and identify your target audience. Yeah. And, and I think a key thing is to be a, a, a pro if you can at active listening, because it is just hearing those things and, and talk and tucking away. Oh, wait, that person talked about such and such, you know, have a we used to do in my, this is giving away my age, but we used to do three by five cards and stick them, you know, in your pocket or something after you meet a person to say, oh, that was Jane and she has three kids and she did this or, you know, and you can refer back to that conversation. And that really is impressing that person when you meet them again, that you um, took time to remember and listen to what they said. I think technology uh, kind of helped the networking yes. game. So instead of we can, you, you can still do that. I think that uh, is relevant. And then, you know, if you use like a CRM 
software. Mm-hmm. Then when you go back, put your uh, physical notes into digital so you don't forget and you build yeah. a profile for, for that new contact. And I, and I would suggest on top of that, now mm-hmm. we are all on social media, follow their social media profile, yes. really look deeper of what they do, you know, what they mm-hmm. like to do. And then you can find out, you know, you have, you should have different goals. You should always follow up when you have uh, someone's business card and you talk to that person mm-hmm. within 48 hours, because yeah. we, if you don't do that, they might already forgot who you are mm-hmm. and you follow their social media. Really, I don't want to use the word stalking, but then pay attention to yeah. what they do uh, and what kind of things that they share on the social media page. If you identify that these uh, the person might be a, a good contact or even a prospect for you, mm-hmm. then you reach out and you wanted to comment maybe on a couple of things that they have done or share on social media, ask questions. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, ask for that meeting to connect to see if, you know, down the line, there's, uh, you know, can be business involved. Yeah, good points. Excellent points. So, and that kind of leads us really well to the next piece. How do I build a referral-based business? I I think it's a problem that I have. I used the word problem is I, when I meet someone at the Chamber of Commerce, if they mention something, I really go out of my way to help them do it. And my wife, when she see me come after networking, I'm doing all this work. And she asked me, are you doing work or are you doing the networking homework again? <laughs> so I think you have to be helpful. You have to show your interest to the yeah. other person. Yeah. Because right now, we got a lot of robocall. We got a lot of sales call. We are kind of numb when people try to sell us something. Yeah. We know right away and we hang up. But if we sense that a person is really helping us, then you want to reciprocate. You know, mm-hmm. At some point, you ask, is there anything I can do for you? Is, right. is it anyone in my LinkedIn profile that I can connect you with? And then you prepare with your statement and then mm-hmm. let them know and describe in the best to your ability. Who are your target audience? Please don't, please don't say everyone. And if you if <laughs> someone wanted to open up their LinkedIn profile, mm-hmm. say, uh, con- I can connect with, with all the people in my co- uh, context here. Who do you like to contact with? And then you want to be pe- precise, paint a picture of who that dream client would be. Yeah. And then if you do that enough times, and then you start building your referral-based business. Yeah, I recently interviewed uh, Dan Alphon, and he, within t- 24 hours, had connected me with four people. And, and, you know, that's what you want. You want to be able to recognize, and for me especially, that's just, you know, part of my business um, plan is I, I won't be able to help everyone, but I'm meeting all of you. And you have great things that could help other people. And, and that's what I like to do. I like to be that connector. Yeah, because think about when people go to networking, they always think, you know, can you buy my service right now? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, at least for the moment, they move away. They, they, even, they shut off. They doesn't even want to continue the conversation. Mm-hmm. What if that person, they have a friend or their spouse is the dream client that you always been looking for without knowing more and spending a little bit more time and genuine interest with the other person they mm-hmm. are not going to share with you who, whom they know but if you build trust with them and if yeah. you can show them in different ways how you are trustworthy and how you can lift up to what you just said 
maybe mm-hmm. on your business card or your brochures, they're not going to open up to you. So yeah. you, you might get lucky. And if you're a plumber and then my toilet is clogged right now, then yes, <laughs> I might buy from <laughs> you. But beyond that, you know, I, I, I don't know you. I, I'm meeting at the first time. And there are always the information that I would not share uh, when I meet someone for the first time. Mm-hmm. I know one of the networking meetings I had was a person who um, picked up junk, you know, and at that minute I didn't, I wasn't ready to have any junk picked up, but three months later I did. And I looked for that card and I called them right up and that's like, I know you, I, I need my junk picked up and you're going to come and get it. And it worked out great. And, you know, that was uh, somebody then that I could refer after that because I had that experience to say, she did a great job. It was fast. It was efficient. It wasn't too much money. It was, you know, reasonable. And so then that referral kind of trickles down and down. So, you know, that's kind of ideal. Nikki, you brought up a good point, especially, you know, going back to the question, should I join the Chamber of Commerce? Mm-hmm. What if you develop a name in the Chamber of Commerce, you are the person in yeah. your industry, and you actually you actually have helped certain member uh, to do work, whatever that could be. You know, if that member starts saying good things about you know, working with you, mm-hmm. how would you think that, you know, kind of help your referral based business? Because for example, that maybe there are two people uh, removing junk that you met at that meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one has more people saying, oh, I've worked with them. You know, they're really great. And the other one has no feedback. You know, which one do you think you will go with? You, you'll probably in, in our case, going with the one that has a lot more review and people talk mm-hmm. about them. So to every chamber is different, but do attend some meeting to see if the dynamic, if the type of people you, you think you can connect with. Uh, if it's not, you know, I'm sure that there are other chambers available, maybe mm-hmm. not even a chamber of commerce, maybe an association mm-hmm. that belong to your uh, professional uh, category. That might be good to consider uh, it going to networking as well. Yeah. And, and I know that you are aware, but joint venture collaborations are also another way because sometimes with the the networking groups if they will only allow one person of that industry in the group you know so there's i guess little competition so um you know with joint venture they're all you know everybody's there and that's where you really can get the ability to spread your reach i think yeah, one, one thing that I, I joined Chamber of Commerce, you know, like you said, the, the key is mm-hmm. to find partners because I'm in the promotional product business. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when I bid on contract, the client would also want PR services. They yeah. also want graphic design, which yeah. is something that I don't do. What if I could find a like-minded uh, cham- mm-hmm. uh, chamber member who is in those categories? Then we could actually partner up to bid, bid, bid on a bigger job than normally if myself yeah. could not be able to do it. Uh, so I think these are available. You know, yeah. if you find the right chamber that is right for you, you know, there are, you open up a lot more opportunities in there. That is great. That's great advice. So, and again, it's just like all fitting in the power of partnering and how having a power partner can help you grow your business. I think it's a, it's easy to say, but then when you actually do it, people have a different mindset. They, they, mm-hmm. have, they have to accept, you know, you are sometimes taking less for your job, but would you rather to take a hundred 
percent of nothing than to take sixty <laughs> percent of something. Yeah, you know, it's absolutely. it's a sales mentality, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but like I said, if find you, you not every business and not every personnel can be partners. Uh, yeah. You really have to find one that you know share the same value. Maybe mm-hmm. you, you're a really straightforward person, and the other person is very laid back. Then that the the work mentality might might not work. You know, find someone that you can work with. You know, mm-hmm. then you could be partner. Share to each other how you like to work. You know, what what and then is a good good uh, point to say the target audience. I'm trying to target this type of industry, this uh, company size. Oh yeah. yeah, me too. Then you know, then you have the right fit. What if you're targeting jobs that are over a hundred thousand dollars, but then your mm-hmm. partner only take jobs uh, up to <laughs> five hundred? Then you know yeah. it might not be a good yeah. fit. It's not. It's nothing wrong. Uh, it just means that you might need to find another partner that mm-hmm. is in line with what you're trying to do. Right. Yeah, I think whenever you get that click of that connection, you should you know run with it because great things could happen. Right. How do I make a lasting impression for my business? And I think this kind of goes to your products that you do, your job, your business. I think you could, again, going back to answering the ideal client. So with your business, who are you best serve? If Mm. you have the best product and service in the world, but then if you are talking the wrong demographics, then you have no business and you probably go out of business too. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes it's the most difficult part is to focus in business. You know, we all trying to do everything and everything all the time. But mm-hmm. if you look at some of the biggest company out there, they're very niche. Sometimes they only surface a small demographics, but these mm-hmm. are the customers that will use their product and services over and over again. To make the impression, you have to think about your target audience. What kind of magazines do they read? What kind of podcasts or videos mm-hmm. do they respond to? You know, maybe what kind of events do they attend? Uh, once you answer those questions, you could actually have a game plan. You know, these oh, are the yeah. type of events that I go to, and this is where I should advertise, and this is uh, the type of gift that I should send them because these are my audience. So I think uh, it's a question that everyone can answer by knowing who they are targeting. Yeah. So we, we didn't really touch on this, but I, I think that, you know, having brand recognition and, you know, a leave behind is often great, you know, because as you said, I might not need you or what you do right now, but a year from now I might. And if I have something sitting on my desk that you supplied to me or you, you know, some, some business um, supplied, you, you might then call on me. Oh yeah, I remembered that, you know. And so how can your product promotions help a business grow their brand or their uh, the awareness of their brand? We are talking about a tangible product. It has to fit within your brand guideline. For example, if you are a security company, you know, nowadays uh, a cool uh, gift will be a webcam cover something that we we'll actually use with our Zoom meeting while webcam. Mm-hmm. And then that will actually, people won't buy it, but if you give it to them, they'll actually <laughs> put it right in front of your monitor. That's something that Vicky, you see every day, you just show me. So it has to be in line with your company. Just yeah. because everyone is buying pen doesn't mean that you have to buy a pen. 
And then yeah. I, I wanted to give out one more uh, suggestion is you don't have to give promotional product to everyone. You know, people mm-hmm. like to use the word swag, which stands for stuff we all get. What if only your target audience and only your VIP will receive yeah. that? You know, because we know that we promotional product is a very good way to create more conversation. You know, so like you like you said, Vicky, mm-hmm. when I don't need your service right now, maybe down the line I might. So I'm keeping your product right now. So I I could continue the conversation when I'm ready. But mm-hmm. without that tangible item or without you seeing someone else's logo, which is a show me, then you might not remember the name of the company. So yeah. it serves as a reminder and then you could begin conversation. Or if you somehow can pick a fun item that is relevant to what you do professionally, then mm-hmm. you create more conversation. Oh, this is fun. You know, how did you get come up with that idea? Or when, that's why people send out holiday gifts is to create more conversation. Mm-hmm. And I would suggest if listeners are considering that, send out your holiday gift and a month earlier. Because yeah. if you if you do it around the holiday, we get numb. Once we have like five or 10, like we really forgotten who they are and then we just eat it or whatever that we do with the gift. <laughs> but if, if you're in sales and business development, send it a month earlier than the holidays that you're aiming for. And then you wanted to follow up with follow-up call and maybe if you are trying to promote something during the holiday season for your company, then it's mm-hmm. a good time to start that conversation. Yeah. So you want to give gift with a purpose. You know, it could be just to strengthen the relationship, to thank someone uh, that they have, uh, you know, do something for you, mm-hmm. or just keep the conversation going. You know, you yeah. wanted to, you, I don't want to hear from my insurance agent one time a year just because I need to renew. <laughs> maybe you want to check in to see, maybe I've grown my business. Maybe I purchased two other company vehicle. So mm-hmm. without checking in and without that gift to spark the conversation, it's kind of hard to, you know, cold call someone and yeah. interrupt in the middle of the day. That's, that's a good point. So the last question before our rapid fire is, what advice would you have given your 20 or 30 year old self? Let's just slow down. I, I still am wanted to do a lot of things all the time. So I, I, I would talk to myself, probably then, you know, slow down, you know, make sure that you look around to see what's available. Mm-hmm. You can only do maybe one to two things well, and you <laughs> can't do everything well at the same right. time. Right. I think, COVID taught us that um, we all, I think, needed that lesson and it forced it on us. And it's uh, so a very good point. Okay, so rapid fire is where I just give you a word or a phrase and you just respond however, uh, whatever comes to mind. There's no right or wrong answers. What is the hardest lesson you've ever learned? It's uh, to do more with less. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. One. Power of flexibility. Well, you could go with the flow, or you could get blown down by a <laughs> setback. You know, kind of like a like tree example. A tree is strong, but then you know when it's a strong wind, the tree is the ones yeah. that who 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 fallen first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the willow bends does not break. So how often do you focus on customer retention each week? 
every single day. You know, every time <laughs> when I write up an invoice, they actually pay for it. I already plan for the next step how uh, and schedule on my CRM. When do I follow up? When do I check in? And when do I plan for the next step? You know, that's something that you wanted to plan for a customer journey before you actually start prospecting. Now, I know that you had pointed out that the promotion is unique to the, the company or to the, the individual, but what is your top seller for this past year? My top seller for this year, you know, funny you, you mentioned it is, you know, related to employees retention because of the great uh, resignation keywords yeah. that we have a lot of more HR department actually uh, upping the, the project sometimes three times the amount what they normally would spend to they, they, they have questions of how do we build a, a team culture? How do yeah. we make sure that we connect with our employees? We don't have a team huddles every Friday anymore. Yeah. Now we're doing it virtually. How do we stay connect and how we are able to make everyone feel like they work as a team? So coming up with a lot of different ideas for uh, team loyalties, a lot of mm -hmm. apparel projects, I would say, you know, if you wear a uh, apparel item that has the company's logo on it, you feel like you're a part of a team. If mm -hmm. you are a part of a team, then you work stronger, you work longer hours, you you mm -hmm. probably, you know, depending on a person, you, I will take one up for the team. You know, yeah. that kind of yeah. mentality is something that we don't see it as much nowadays. You know, people are mm -hmm. all for themselves and, you know, who is still willing to take one for the team? Yeah. And I have found that in the, the project, when one of the projects that you and I talked about earlier that I'm on and my team, a lot of them are out of India. So, you know, it's not like, Oh, well, good. We did a great job. We're going to have a pizza party on Friday, but you know, part of my team can't be part of that. So that's a very interesting concept that you're talking about of how, how do we do build that team loyalty across the world? Yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's different. We are living in a different world right now. There are actually a couple of examples that you mm -hmm. know I've done for a worldwide workforce and how you can actually have a cocktail hours even if you're on Zoom. You know, that's something yeah. very I interesting. Have, I have done this. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, it's different, but then you yeah. know you get to know a person better once they're not in work mode, right? You mm -hmm. can actually see who's behind that person. I always work with them. They're very professional, but in, in real life, you know, what, what are they like? Yeah. So I'm thinking that somebody is going to be having to drink at noon. <laughs> 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 oh gosh. And what would you like to be remembered for? Creative. I hope, you know, so people come to me for ideas. I always give them crazy idea sometimes. <laughs> uh, and if, you know, the goal is to still be creative, if not, you know, you'll get left behind, yeah. especially in our industry, because like, like you, the question you asked me, you know, number one's question people ask me is, is what's the best product for my business? Mm. And yeah. I have to be ready every day to answer the question. Yeah. You have to know your products too. And I think that's a good message for everybody, all of us to know what our products are. Well, I am going to now take time to share my screen. So this is the warning for those that are just listening to the podcast to get a pencil or paper so that you can write down the website of Schwer. So 
the website for SWARHO is https colon forward slash forward slash www g dot g a r u d a p r o m o dot com so garud a promo is that how you say it how do you garuda say that promo dot com garuda promo dot com no you say it so much better than me and he is on facebook again that garuda promo and linkedin just do a search for squire ho and you'll find um the promo guy it, and instagram is garado garuda pro a uh, promo and then same with youtube twitter is garuda swire and i'd like you to just tell them a little bit about your podcast that is just coming out and also um you know what kind of gift we can let them um know about thank you vicky um I am most available on LinkedIn. So if you're on LinkedIn, reach out to me. I really do not networking. So reach out to me. I'd love to connect uh, to learn more about uh, what you do. I'm actually starting a new podcast. It's very exciting for me because Vicky, you actually asked that question today uh, during your podcast is what is a good promotional product? Mm-hmm. I'm answering the question every day for the past 10 years already. So I actually am starting a podcast to interview people who have other promotional product before. And now I'm turning the table around. I'm going to ask them, what type of promotional product did you buy? Why did you buy that item? Yeah. And most, most importantly, I want everyone who are interested to share that, that the item actually works for you. You know, what mm. type of advice would you share when other people are trying to search? So I wanted to kind of use it like a crowdsource type Mm. of answer so now you know if i have a lot of people let's say from the construction industry you know sales development or car dealership these have worked for them you know if you're in related industry you might want to listen to this episode it kind of help offload some of my work because uh, i think people would like to listen to other real life user instead Mm -hmm. of listening to me every single day so i think this is a nice format you know and if uh, any listener who have all their promotional product before, I would love you to be a, a guest for the show. Yeah. Do you have an email that they could email you if they have some ideas? Yeah. It's swire, S-W-I-L-E, at garudapromo.com. So swire at garudapromo.com. Awesome. Well, it has been wonderful speaking with you today. You are a wonderful guest. And I want to thank you for sharing your story, your great tips lots and lots of um, ideas that we can use to be able to retain our customers to be able to um, use those promotional products effectively. I encourage all the audience to go to the website, garudapromo.com or email Swareho. And remember that um, we are all here to help you. So please do reach out for us. Uh, for any questions that you might have. I always end with uh, reminding everyone that um, life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself.
Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.